Hello and welcome to the Creativity Couch. We're your hosts and creativity agony aunts. And along with special guests, we're here to answer all your creativity challenges, conflicts and conundrums as we take a deep dive into the sweet and salty realities of creativity and living a creative life. No topic is off limits, so make yourself a cuppa and come join us on the Creativity Couch. Hello, I'm Anna from Mama Creatives and this is the Creativity Couch. I'm Christina from Creative Consultancies and Anna and I decided to start this podcast together um, so we just wanted like before we kind of kicked off or before you watch your first episode or listen to your first episode or however you're choosing to consume our awesome guests we've got coming in um, to give you a chance to find out a bit about us and what we're all about, why we did this podcast, who we are, mm. what creativity means to us. So let's start there. Cre- Christina, you are the founder of Creative Consultancies and you call yourself a creativity and um, life business coach. Yeah, creative, creative life and business coach because I'm kind of about um, helping people to make their creative work centre stage in their life, really creating like a life they're excited about that really is centred around whatever that creative expression means for them. So whether that means they turn up to me and it's all about monetizing it and turning it into a business or whether it's just about how to structure life so that creativity can happen or structure your finances so you can make the art you believe in. I'm really like very, very creativity centric business coaching, probably slightly different from a straight out business coach. So you're a business coach. But I also know that you are a musician, singer, songwriter. So how did that all happen? Was that something that you started when you were a child or just something that you came across when you got older? Where did music come into your life? Music was a funny place for me because I didn't start off that way. I was always like just all about drama and theatre and writing. I loved like I loved reading and I loved fiction writing like even as a kid and I actually have got a degree in film and theatre but but music came to me I went on exchange when I was 15 to Denmark and music you know it's the universal language so I couldn't really like jump in on a science class but I could jump in on a music class so I started doing all these music classes discovered I could sing which I didn't know because prior to that I was tortured with flute lessons for like all of my childhood so I thought actually I was not <laughs> tortured I was not good at music or I was not a musical person and I also didn't have that I also went to a Catholic school where it was all like about you know girls had to sing high in the choir so it was like I went to um, Denmark and discovered my voice um, and wow. then music started growing for me but I didn't also I'm a pretty late bloomer for music like I didn't start playing guitar and writing my own songs till my my early 20s and Mm. like towards my mid 20s that I started gigging and touring and doing festivals and recording and and actually becoming a professional musician as such. And you how would you um, class your music sort of folksy bluesy rootsy? Yeah yeah pretty much exactly that and very um really oriented around storytelling really like about just the idea and and that kind of sweet spot and unlike sort of other creative work that I've ever done where I'm very educated in it and I know what I'm doing you know I've got a degree in in how to do it music's much more freeform for me so it's a bit of a it's an interesting creative process for me because the songs come and I don't I can't overthink them or intellectualize them because I actually lack the 
theoretical skill to do my own head in. So um, <laughs> my relationship with music's, yeah, it's quite beautiful, really unconscious and really, and I also have this sense with music like I'm obliged, I feel like I'm a communicator and like mm. creativity is so much about connection. So for me I kind of have this sense of like I'm obliged to put my music out in the world even if like one person likes it or connects with it because I have this like almost anxiety like if I stop putting the songs that come to me out in the world like maybe that will stop coming so I'm like okay okay song I'll put you out there so I kind of have this unusual and I you know like the perfectionist in me gets anxious about that because I, I don't quite I can't head my way through it yeah, yeah. I have to heart my way through it. Just put it out heart, there. That's nice. Heart your way through it. That's great. So you are just a bubble of creativity. I am. That's the whole thing. Whereas your background's interesting because you've come from this kind of like, so you've had, like I know you've always like been a creative person or had creativity in your life, but you've got a more like a research background or um, or or that, yeah, actually you, like you've kind of headed your heart. So tell me, headed your art. How do you heart your art? <laughs> Oh, how do you heart your art? Heart like, your where's art. your, and like, where's that connection? Like, where's that well, love of it? That's interesting from? because I would say as a child, it was all about heart. So for me, um, I grew up in a pretty crazy family. Um, my mother and I had three brothers. She was a single mother. And um, it was, if you've seen a Wes Anderson film. Yes. It's like that on steroids. I think dysfunctional families uh, are romanticised in film, but in reality it's actually not that exciting. It's not that exciting. <laughs> it's actually quite hard in, 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 as children. I was a very shy child and I just um, loved art and art making and I just put my heart into that. Like painting? Drawing? Painting, drawing, pastels, and I made things. I, um, I remember I went into this art competition and... How old? I was probably around seven. And we didn't really have much stuff, but I just, I don't know how, but I made this amazing, it's in the 70s, I got these boxes and I made these um, fashion um, window displays and I got these boxes and it was all 70s, so we had like berets and boots and I cut everything up and I painted everything and I got fishing wire and I stuck them all together and I made several as if they were fashion shop displays and that was my art um contribution to this art exhibition and this art competition and I came second oh and I put so much work into it I remember I would just come home and just literally everything was on the floor and I would just get into it it kept me occupied for hours and hours and hours um and the person who won had done a 70s rug making of their initials it's just their initials and I said it sounds so 70s <laughs> and back then I'm thinking Okay, rug making, I know there's a skill and technique in that, but where's the imagination? And mine was just this whole big thing that I created, generated from nothing. And it was all really, every outfit was different, but it, there was like a, it was all like a collection. And I put so much effort into it and I was shocked. But it was actually a, an awakening for me, even at a young age, that the art world and competitions and those sorts of um nepotism exists in the world and for me it was like okay I don't need to win I was upset but for me I was, was really proud of what I had created from nothing yeah and I just was really connected with my imagination I had a lot of support from my family um and I basically would so dysfunctional but supportive supportive in the creative area my one of my brothers is very musical and we all had something and that was my thing and um I went to sit and draw for hours it was my way of connecting with trying to understand the world yeah my mother's quite a compli complicated woman and I would just draw her 
um, for years I would paint and draw and try to get under her skin and find out who she was so I, she would sit for me and she was very good with good like that and I would literally try to draw her and look at her with such detail when you're drawing to try to understand her and, and really get to know her and that's what drawing and art did for me was trying to make sense of this world and so for me that's what I did I just grew up um, and I knew that there was this power in art there was this power it was more than just making things look like they did which is what I could do from a young age I could make something look quite realistic so I got a lot of I guess positive affirmation that I was this amazing artist but really it was also this um, transportation or um, trance-like experience into another world and so there was this power that it transformed me into another place I kind of got out of myself. I feel like that. I feel like my childhood was survived through and, escape into creativity. And so, from a young age, I also when I what do you want to do when you grow up? I wanted to be an artist, but also help people because I could understand this power. And I didn't understand that art therapy was a thing. It wasn't in Australia. It was in America and England. So, um, when I was at school, I did um, one week in an art school and one week in a hospital in occupational therapy, which was the closest thing to art therapy at the time. And I said, one day I want to somehow mix these two together. So from a young age, I always wanted to use creativity and helping others in, in, in mental health way. And, and then I discovered that there was an art therapy uh, master's degree and I went down to Melbourne um, when I was 31 and I, I got a clinical art training. Um, a Masters of Art Therapy and so I also work with children and anxiety using the power of art materials um, to help them gain insight and, and help them manage their anxiety and other things that are coming into their life. So I, I do see the power of art, it's been in me, I've experienced both sides of it, now I work with children. The research side of my life, um, I fell into that when I was 28, I'd been travelling the world for three years and I came back and went I've got to get a job, a career. And some friends were, um, I also did a Bachelor of Art Education yeah. when I left high school. So that was where, I just didn't want to, I love kids and teaching, I just didn't want to be stuck in that system. So then I went and travelled the world and did all these things, came back and fell into qualitative research. My friends had a business and I helped them with that. And then I got offered a job with another company working in the same building. And I've been doing that for 20 years. The interest that I have in that is, it's the same as me wanting to draw my mother. I want to get under the skin of people. Yeah. I want to find out why people do what they do, why they behave, why they, their usage, their behaviours, their habits, what makes people do what they do, the dark, the light and everything in between of human behaviour just fascinates me and I'm compelled to, to understand that. I think with this podcast, I want to try to help people with their creativity, challenges, conundrums and conflicts and try to really get to the heart of that question, which is why I'm so fascinated to do this podcast, The Creativity Couch, where we get guests in um, who are experts in their particular problem. I'm fascinated by the different diverse guests that we'll have, and I want to understand and I want to try to uncover as deep as possible in the time we've got the problem that this person's having and try to have this conversation around that. And that's why I want to do this, and that's where I come from, I guess. Um, and the one more thing that I that I created along the way was Mama Creatives, which is this big creativity community of creative mothers and creative women, which I started six years ago with just a few friends, six friends, and now we have thousands of people in the community. And again, it's that thing that I want to understand what make, makes people tick. It's but what Mama Creatives is is that I give them that chance. I give them that chance to tell their story and to give them that power 
and give them the skills and the platform to connect with their identity and who they are and and feel good about themselves. Now, whether they make money out of that, it's, that's, not the constant, that's not the issue. It's about them reconnecting with their identity and their creative self. If you identify as a creative um, and why it's important to know who you are as a child or what brought you joy, what is, you can lose that along the way when you get married or have children or travel the world. It doesn't matter. You can come back to it in 10 or 15 years if you connect with who you are. So we can lose ourselves along the way, but if you really have this core thing that made you really unconsciously full of life as a child like me with art and helping people i love being an art therapist and i love mama creatives and i love helping people yeah and so all my things that i'm that are me that i've connected with is what i do in my life are you making your own art still or do you think you might get back to making your own well i have a little garage studio and for me art has always been for, for my own um it's just my own need to express myself, but I don't like to show anyone. I don't need to have an exhibition. I used to want to have an exhibition and all that, but I've... It's for, I've, your, it's for you. You do it for your process. Yes. Yeah. I sit with my daughter sometimes and we draw and we write, um, but I don't need to show anyone. When people see my work, they go, oh, wow, that's amazing. But I don't need it for that. Yeah. It's just my own um, interest. So if I see the way the, the colour or the light is falling on, a, on, on that for now I see the yellow and, and all the greens coming into that that fascinates me I probably want to sit down here with my sketch pad and just try to capture that yellow and the green and the, the different colors that are coming through from that and so I just I just do it it's relaxing it's escapism it's just um it's like with your music I think when you have something you just want to you just want to un unleash it I guess um and that way it helps manage all sorts of um Anxiety. I don't have any anxiety. I, I externalize it all, and I think for me, art making and writing, and and getting it out of my system is something that I find relaxing, but also therapeutic. There's a whole. I agree. There's all aspects to it. I forget sometimes because I do, and I think that's something that's interesting. And like, I'm excited to do this podcast to talk about like the whole way your creativity is interconnected. Because I do sort of do music professionally mm. per se I sometimes forget it's there for my therapy as well like sometimes I, I can be stressed like oh okay I'll, I'll do yoga or I'll run or I'll do something you know like those things and then I'm like what are you doing just sit down and pick that guitar up and like and every time I do it is like I sometimes forget that 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 creativity can be just for me and it's also for pleasure as well it's, it doesn't have to be therapeutic but I think it's connected I think if you give yourself moments of pleasure and joy then you'll sort of balance and counteract the the stress and so it's about finding those moments and creativity is great if it's something that you can take with you yeah you can sing anywhere I can draw anywhere um, I can I have ideas I always <clears throat> bring some I bring um, a sketch pad or a, my phone and I'll, I'll write ideas everywhere yeah. they're all over my apartment and lots of sketch pads and books um, for years I just write my ideas down and then they if I think I want to bring them to life I do and if I don't I don't so what does creativity mean for you? Well, I think in a way we've sort of like we've touched on some of those. Like for me personally, it's partly that kind of subconscious flow, um, you know, without being too oingy boingy. I live in Byron, but there is some sort of connection with something outside of myself or universal that flows through me that I try not to question too much. Like on a more sort of spiritual level but then on a, a practical level it is about it is about self-expression it is about 
that kind of catharsis or getting something out or nutting out a problem through a melody or some lyrics or an emotion that comes like through the music in that way and then more broadly creativity for me and it's interesting because we have we have a different but similar background because I also had that sense of like I also dreamed of like art therapy before it was a but I drama therapy before oh. it was really a thing. And I actually started yeah. uni, first year uni, I was enrolled in a psychology, an honours psychology, a streamed honours psychology degree, but I didn't get past first year because I really just wanted to do film and theatre and I just couldn't bear to do stats when there was like all these yeah. exciting, fun, creative yeah. things to do. But it, it is about this sense of connection for me with mm. creativity. Like I really feel like... Um, especially now that we're becoming, even though we've got all this social media to connect us or, or whatever, in a way we're becoming more disconnected and, you know, we're so aware of, like, all this suffering and pain that people are in and the world is in on a, on a big global level but also on a small level. So I actually, um, my day job out of uni was using um, film and theatre to work with young people, people with a disability and migrant and refugee communities, which is sort of how I then segued mm. into doing the business strategic side of what I was doing. But I also had this sense wow. about working with community and this kind of um, therapeutic side of it, but also connecting community. So I did a lot of, I've done a lot of community-based arts events, so music events or arts festivals or community festivals with a big creative part, because I feel like that's the place where where we can come together and be reminded yes, of our humanity. Yes. So another one of oh, my right. projects is mm. I've got a, a music night called The Song Lounge, which is really just about these intimate hall gigs, which yeah, are where it. we connect with mm. our community and we have food and we share the experience, but we connect with the stories behind a songwriter and find where do we resonate and just be reminded of our humanity. And I just feel like one of the reasons I've stayed in, and, you know, like a million people will tell me, you know, like, why do business coaching in the creative industries like you you can do business coaching you know you know in other industries and probably make tons more money but for me it's like what i want to do is to facilitate there being as much creativity out there in the world because i feel like that's that's where our humanity is expressed mm. that's how we connect back in with ourselves and with each other it's how we can talk about like these big painful things that are happening in our world at large, to our planet, but even in our own micro surviving our childhoods or a relationship breakdown or just a shitty day at work. I like, think, yeah, I think like it comes... It's kind of yeah. like almost like an accordion of, like, scope creativity has to just connect us together and, and make us feel better. So I'm so passionate about it and I feel like in this... One, I could just talk about creativity and anything to do with the arts and creative life all day so that's pretty appealing to do a podcast where we get to spend all day <laughs> talking to people about creative things and not just any people like just super interesting people that interesting are, know about what they're doing about a specific creativity challenge that you and people from our communities have sent us so we are answering your question so so speaking of community it's a way for us to connect with people in our communities who are struggling and then we would talk about their their issues with an expert from all different perspectives and so we can hopefully they're universal themes that will agree with not just that person sending the, the the problem through but it will resonate with a lot of people and speaking of community and, yes and um events i just 
I've been doing, I totally forgot with Mama Creatives, it was all about having events. So yes. I, I hosted 100 events, um, which is crazy and amazing. And we, we gave women an opportunity to share their story on a platform on a stage. We did storytelling um, and story slam events. We did um, sort of like long-form long TED Talks. And it was all bringing the community together to inspire people listening to women who had gone through adversity and using the creative process to help them through and share their body of work and it was just amazing and so we're having a little break from the live events to sort of do the same sort of thing on the couch with a co-host yeah. and bringing people in and so we can you can consume and hear and um and listen to the stories from anywhere rather than having to be in sydney yeah. and um or byron um or so, anywhere or even australia but i think that that's the other thing is about that like what i would hope is like in terms of solidarity and community is that by listening to the podcast that even if it's just one person listens to right. it and feels more understood. <laughs> no, I don't mean like that, you know, like hi to you, the one person. <laughs> I, don't, I don't mean it like that. I hope you, our one person in the audience, enjoys our podcast. I mean, really, like if there is one person who listens to it and gets just that steam to go out there to keep creating, to keep making it centre stage, to keep telling their story, to keep putting that humanity or creativity in the world like I hope that it I hope that this platform and all these amazing people that come in can help you guys to feel supported understood heard like your and maybe community. get some, and maybe get some clarity and speaking of clarity creativity and courage um, something that when we we started doing this podcast the creativity couch we kind of love the c word and so there are a lot of great C words out there. We're asking all our guests what their favourite C word is. So let's just conclude. Yes. What's your favourite C word? Conclude? No, no, it's not. Oh, well. Favourite uh, C word? Oh, uh, uh, I feel under pressure now because we. It's copulation. My favourite C word is today. It's courage. Courage and curiosity. What's your favourite C word for today? I, I was talking about. Um, ขุดซ่าเสียใจแล้วนะแล้วนะแล้วนะแล้วนะแล้วนะแล้วนะแล้วนะแล้วนะแล้วนะแล้วนะแล้วนะแล้วนะแล้วนะแล้วนะแล้
And one more thing about the C word. You can't sit on the couch without having a, a cup of tea. A cuppa. A cuppa. cuppa. And so I want to say thank you to Pucka. Cuppa. Cuppa with Pucka. Um, <clears throat> so Pucka Tea are sponsoring the the Creativity Couch. They've sent us all this great tea for us to, to, to drink and to share with you. And so we have revitalised and we have all these clarity and all these beautiful teas. And we also have another C word. Chocolate. chocolate. Thank you to our favourite Ultra Echo. They are organic and fair trade chocolate, the best taste in on the planet. And so we've got um, that wonderful chocolate as well. So we might be having some giveaways of teas and chocolate. So keep listening to, so you can win some chocolate and tea throughout the podcast series. Thank you so much. And thank you. Thank you. My co-host. Ah, Seaward. Co-host. Oh, co-host. Yes. Yeah. Gorgeous. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for joining us on The Creativity Couch. Our next conversation is about letting go, the writing process versus finished manuscript with special guest author and writing mentor Joanne Fedler. If you have a creativity challenge and you would like us to chat about it, send us a letter to letters at thecreativitycouch.com.